We're going to get started in our lesson tonight. Again, we're uh, pleased to have you with us, and we're going to uh, take another uh, round of a spotlight on Scripture uh, tonight, and um, the uh, uh, the Scripture that we're going to we're going to spotlight is Psalms ninety-five. Uh, and we're going to uh, we're going to read the first six verses, the first six verses of Psalms ninety-five, and this is what it uh, what it reads like: O come, let us sing unto the Lord; let us make a joyful noise to the Rock of our salvation; let us come before His presence with thanksgiving, and make a joyful noise unto Him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God. How many agree with that? And a great king above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it. And his hands formed the dry land. Verse 6, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. That is the first six verses of Psalms 95. Uh, tonight, as we spotlight on these scriptures here, uh, I want to talk, talk tonight about the meaning of worship. Um, I think it's important that all of God's, um, God's children uh, have a good understanding about uh, the worship of God. I uh, many years ago, uh, I don't. I, I guess it's probably at least between thirty and thirty-five, at least years ago. Uh, I never uh, thought much about worship. Uh, it's just something uh, that I said. Well, you know, we we do when we come to the house of God. I was raised up in church. Been in church. Uh, all my life, and um, so never thought a whole lot about uh, getting into uh, the study of it until um, uh, Brother uh, Shoulders at that time had Brother uh, Tolman uh, come and spend a whole week uh, on, uh, doing a seminar on praise and worship. And I went over to that and uh, I was there every other night. And uh, Brother, of course, I think probably maybe everybody uh, 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 remembers the Tolmans. Uh, Brother and Sister Tolmans are powerful people of God. And Sister Tolman, she's done gone to meet her reward now. And uh, Brother Tolman, he's uh, well up in, up in years and not able to do any much uh uh, anymore, but thank the Lord he, they raised their children there on the missions field in Mexico, and um, uh, both both the sons are doing a tremendous work for God uh, there in Mexico. But during that during that week's seminar about praise and worship, Brother Tolman brought out some things uh, that I had never thought about. And uh, and I I, be, I began to love the study 
uh, about worship. And that, that led me into the, the tabernacle uh, and uh, the old, uh, uh, the tabernacle of Moses. And uh, uh, it's, it's been a long time since I have taught on that. We, we might get in, involved in that again uh, for too long if I feel like the Lord leads because um, that, uh, that tabernacle, uh, what they did back then in the naturally, we do in the spirit. Uh, and uh, it, it's, it, give, it gives us some, uh, uh, some beautiful types and shadows. But um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, our worship to God uh, this evening. Um, I, think, I think everybody, no matter what denomination they're in, they, uh, most, most people who go to church evidently must feel pretty well satisfied with their worship experience. Uh, if they didn't, uh, you know, I, I don't know why they, they would go. Uh, I've talked to Presbyterians. Presbyterians seem just as happy uh, about going uh, to their worship service and go through uh, their process as much as we do. Uh, Baptist folks and uh, or, or what, whatever. Uh, and uh, we kind of gear the way we worship sometimes to our personalities. But I believe that we need to seek worship that touches the heart of God. Amen. Uh, it shouldn't be about uh, everything that I like or what suits my personality because when you get down to it, worship is not about me or you. It's about God. Amen. And when we come to the house of God or uh, anywhere, uh, the, the testimony Sister Tina gave, uh, she, when she's talking about different ones she talks to, that is a form of worship for her. She might not ever thought about it as such, uh, but any time you serve, you're worshiping God. Amen. I believe if you, if you come and you, uh, if you vac- vacuum the carpets of the church or clean, uh, clean uh, uh, the, uh, the restrooms, you ought to look at that as a form of worship. Anything you do for the kingdom of God is a form of worship. Now, I'm going to start tonight, uh, first off, the first thing I want to talk about, I want to talk about something that worship is not. And uh, uh, worship, number one, worship is not lip service. Amen. Uh, if worship, true worship was lip service, there'd be a lot of people talking to the Lord to death. <laughs> Amen. Because sometimes they get pretty close to doing that to me. <laughs> Amen. But worship is more than lip service. Uh, True worship, real worship that touches the heart of God, it comes from here, not here. Amen. If If my worship just comes from here, then it's very shallow. Amen. And I don't believe God gets the glory out of that like he, sh- uh, like he should get glory. 
real worship comes from our heart. Uh, in, in Matthew's gospel, the 15th chapter in verse 8, uh, notice what uh, Jesus says. This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips. That's what I, that's what I call lip service. But their heart is far from me. Folks, I can't really say I worship God unless it's come out of here. Hallelujah. Uh, what I do for God shouldn't uh, uh, come from nowhere else but my heart. It shouldn't come out of something just because everybody else is doing it. Amen. Uh, it's it's kind of bad uh, to me. I, th I think it is. But uh, you, be, uh, you better you be, beware some apostolic uh, uh, ministers. And I mean, I'm not... Um, I'm trying to down nobody or nothing like that. Don't don't mean to, but uh, I have run into a few in my time that if you didn't run seven laps around the church and uh, swing from the chandeliers, you didn't lost your Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. And different people worship God in different ways. Hallelujah. I, I, I might, a little bit, might be a little bit more vocal than, than you, but the person sitting on the pew that's heart touches God and, and tears begin, I'm going to tell you something. The best services in my, in my life I've been in has been those services where there's just a peace come over the whole congregation. There was not a, not a voice raised, no music being played. It's kind of kind of like that that the the course that song. There's a sweet sweet spirit in this place, man. Those type of things are rich, and uh, they'll 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 lift you up. And uh, this is going on some some of the things that uh, Brother Kyle said um, a while ago. And uh, I enjoy uh, shouting. I mean. I, uh, uh, I still I still run from time to time. I'll leap. I'll uh, uh, talk in tongues and the whole the, the whole nine yards. But being real with you tonight, when I look back over my life and I see the the hard times that I've been through, the struggles to where I wondered if I was going to make it. You know how am I going to get through this? You know what? It wasn't the shout that got me through those times. It was the word of God that I had digested and taken in all those years because that's what picks you up when you get knocked down. Hallelujah. So worship is not lip service. And Jesus said this people, he's talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees back in his day. He said this people draw near to me with their mouth and they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. True worship, and I, I'm going to reiterate this, true worship originates in the heart, not the mouth. And it flows out from a relationship with the king. I'm one who firmly believes if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, you really can't worship him. My worship comes directly from the relationship that I have 
It's more than just what we do when we come to church here. It's how we live day by day. It's a lifestyle. Amen. Uh, and uh, Our worship flows from that. A heart that is filled with lust, hatred, unforgiveness, or what else, any other work of the flesh, cannot produce true worship. If there is any, and listen to me close on this, if there is any unconfessed sin or wrongdoing in the heart, repentance must uh, uh, precede any attempts to worship God or God will only view it as lip service. Hallelujah. If I've got something between me and God, or if I've got something between me and my uh, a brother or sister, I need to get that worked out first, because if I don't, that's going to affect my worship. And I was thinking about that as I was getting this lesson together and praying, and uh, the Lord brought my mind, uh, to my remembrance something that God spoke through the prophet Jeremiah about that's pretty pretty tough stuff. And I, w- I want us to uh, read it tonight, Jeremiah 7 and uh, verses 8 and 10. Notice what Jesus says there now. Behold, ye trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, and swear falsely? And burn incense unto Baal, and walk after other gods whom ye know not, and come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered to do all these abominations. My, my, my. It kind of lets us know there, you know, I mean, if I've got if if, if my heart's not right, God's not going to accept my worship. It's just, he said. It's just like lip service. And I mean, man, that right there, what God spoke through the prophet Jeremiah to the children of Israel back in that day, he said, look, you, your life is filled with all this other kind of stuff, but then you want to come to my house, the place is called by my name, uh, and, uh, uh, and act like everything's okay. You know, uh, there, there's a world of people like that, and, uh, you know, when I worship God, Brother Douglas, I want to make sure the worship I give God, he's going to accept. God does not accept everything. How many remembers the story of Cain and Abel? Why did Cable get... Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, why did Cain get so upset with his brother uh, that made him slay him? Hmm? Jealousy, and the jealousy was because God accepted his brother's sacrifice and didn't accept him. That right there alone lets me know God does not accept everything that people throw at him. Amen. We have we uh, uh we we have to search the heart of God what He wants. So worship is not lip service. And secondly, and this is. As far as we'll get into this tonight, uh, because for time, number two, worship is unity and involvement. Amen. There's two things that's got to happen uh, every time a congregation of people come together 
for real true worship to happen. There's got to be unity, and then there's got to be involvement. Worshiping God is not a spectator sport. Amen. Hallelujah. We don't come to church to sit back and watch somebody else do something. Hallelujah. We've got to unite with one another. There's got to be unity. And then we all got to get involved. We have to have some involvement some kind of way. There is no doubt we live in a vacillating world. Everything seems to be changing. Even in the church, we find ourselves drifting and redefining the meaning of worship. We live in a world of entertainment. We desire to be entertained. And that attitude has crept into the church. Amen. I read, I read articles and stories all the time. It happens in some of these other, in some of these big mega churches. It, it's, it's unbelievable what people call worship anymore. Uh, here's what's happened, and I, I, I jotted this down. We have turned the platform into a stage, and the congregation is no longer a congregation, but it's become an audience. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me continue. Amen. Uh, and the audience desired to be spectators without becoming involved in the service in a real meaningful way. The worship leaders have become cheerleaders while the people are looking for performance. If you've got that kind of, of, of atmosphere, uh, we, 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 we've got an atmosphere that's not conducive of real, true worship that touches the heart of God. Now, there, there are times and things that happen occasionally that certain things may be appropriate, but everything is not appropriate all the time. I mean, I, I, I've seen some of them on, on TV uh, that uh, with everything they got going on, uh, the smoke everywhere and the colored lights are flashing and, and everything else, you, you, you think you, uh, you, you had a theater seeing a show of some kind, you know. Now, like I said, I mean, there's sometimes, I mean, you might do stuff that might be uh, appropriate for certain things, but not, not all the time. Uh, I still believe, uh, I'm old-fashioned enough to believe that we got to seek the old path. Well, the scripture says, walk in the old way, for it's the good way. Hallelujah. Now, now we sing some of the newer uh, uh, worship songs around here. But we we still incorporate some of the some of the good ones that still got the power. They're like 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 tonight. Uh, they they ain't nothing better than victory in Jesus. Hallelujah, Amen. And those those songs, man, they they brought people through uh, through the floods and through the fog down through the years, and it still works today. It still works today. Um, Psalms 111, verse 1. 
Give me, put that up. It says, praise you the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. Now, uh, years ago, when uh, Brother Tipton was evangelizing and he first come, come to town, Brother Hale's church was the first church that he preached in when he, uh, when he originally uh, came, came to Nashville. And he used the scripture that, that has stuck with me till this day. And uh, it fits right now, especially we're looking at Christmas time. And I'm so thankful that my three are grown and these days are over with. But, and I'll tell you what I, what I mean here in a minute. Brother uh, Tipton preached on, on the scripture, uh, forsake not the assembling of yourself together. And he used that word assemble to talk about unity of the body. He said, I can go out and buy a bicycle and bring it in here, but he said, unless that bicycle is assembled, everything put in its right place, it's not going to do nobody any good. I remember well the, uh, 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 the Christmas Eve that I was up all night long just about putting stuff together. Toys. Assembly required. Assembly required. She made me do a lot of that stuff. <laughs> Assembly required. And here I am trying to fix and, and Sister Darlene See, I, I, you know, I guess, I hate to admit this, but it's a, I guess it's a man thing. And Sister Darlene Allen says, read the directions. Look at the directions. <laughs> but uh, it's a man thing. I don't need those directions. <laughs> but there's another good analogy, uh, 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 Brother Kyle. Uh, the directions for us is the Word of God. And a lot of people want to try to put something together spiritually without following the directions. Amen. Uh, so uh, he said that he was going to praise the Lord. I want to praise him with my whole heart in the assembly of the, of the upright. See, it, it's more than just people coming together from different parts of town. But we've got to, we've got to unite when we get here. We've got to be assembled together. And how is that uh, happen? Uh, he also mentioned um, uh, brother uh, brother Cersei, and I remember something uh, uh, that a comment he used to make. Uh, it's it's Acts chapter two verse one. We all can quote this. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Brother Cersei said he wasn't talking about a Honda. <laughs> Amen. Uh, they were all in one accord. See, worship is unity and, and involvement. We have to be involved with what the Spirit of God wants to do and be in agreement uh, and, and, and walk uh, together in, in unity. Uh, God wants to bless everybody. He wants to use everybody. And 
But sometimes some people feel like if their voice is not heard, they hadn't been to church. But I recall Paul writing the, the, the Corinthian church, which we all know the Corinthian church was, was very carnal, and he had to really rebuke them and tell them, uh, talk to them harshly sometimes about the use of the gifts uh, uh, that God has and how that you can abuse them. Uh, that he said, that, he said, if something is to re reveal to some, uh, another brother or somebody uh, else, says, let the first hold his peace. I mean, there, there is proper etiquette in, in the Word of God. I do, I do not believe in everybody just going every kind of way. Well, after, and if you read everything he's talking about, the, uh, the, the gifts of the Spirit and everything. At the very close of the chapter, he says, let everything be done decently and in order. I believe there has to be an order to God's house. I've seen people get out of order. <laughs> Amen. You know, uh, but that's, that's where being unified and, and being involved is. Uh, when I get to fall in the will of God and the Spirit, and you're following God's will in that same spirit, we're, there's going to be an agreement. You know, what's that other scripture? How can two walk together unless they what? Agree. Hallelujah. So, um, we'll probably go a, a little bit deeper if the Lord will in the next time, but that's as far as I'm going to take it tonight about talking about the meaning of worship. Uh, I've given you enough for us to remember for one night, worship is not lip service. But worship is uh, being unified uh, and being involved. Uh, anybody got any comments or any questions about what I've covered tonight? Anybody?